Dear Mr. Hammett. Dear Miss Smith. Dear Mr. Goldberg, thank you for your thank recent you for application to the role of assistant producer. We're currently reviewing all applications and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. You can browse other vacancies at blah, 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 Due to the high volume of applications, we're writing to inform you that unfortunately we won't be taking your application any further. Hello everybody and welcome to Jobs Board, the young journalists podcast for burgeoning journalists just trying to get a foothold in the industry. My name's Ollie Hammett. Uh, on the line with me is Mr. George Goldberg. Hi there. And Miss, or should I say PM, Bryony Smith. <laughs> <laughs> vote for Bryony, vote for Bryony. Hello! <laughs> Hashtag Bryony2024. <laughs> the campaign's still, it's still going. The campaign's still going <laughs> yeah. strong. I'd say it's actually it's less deluded than Kanye's attempt. <laughs> so Probably is, actually. We, we can live in hope. Um, Anyway, uh, I'm not going to be around the bush today because our social correspondent, George Goldberg, has a very special jobs board announcement. Incoming news. Uh, yes, thank you so much for helping us to reach 1,000 downloads. Woo! Woo! I'm sure like when we started this pokey podcast about four months ago, I don't think we quite realised we'd get that many downloads. So thank you so much for continually supporting us. And uh, I hope you stick around for a bit longer because we've got an exciting guest this episode, but more episodes to come. Yeah, absolutely. Many more to come, hopefully. Um, and thank you, obviously, from myself to everybody um, for, yeah, for listening. It's really touching to think that a thousand, well, not necessarily a thousand people, but um, you're, yeah, anyway, shh. but our podcast has been listened to a thousand times, which is, I think is quite something. I think we should give ourselves a big old pat on the back. Yes, definitely. And as the my two esteemed colleagues said, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> I think we should also thank our guests because our guests... Oh, been... yeah, they're far more interesting than we are. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to every single guest. And as George says, we've got quite a cracker of a guest coming up later. But first, what have we been up to lately, guys? Well... I am getting used to having a little bit of income because I don't get paid monthly. I get paid weekly. Weekly? What? Wow. Yes. And the money coming into my bank account, I know it's very small, but I'm not used to it being above zero. <laughs> so <laughs> having having that money in. But freelancing is, I'm unsure about the self-assessment you've got to do oh. and like trying to figure out how much tax. So I'm I'm putting probably a bit too much away. Because I don't want the tax man to come running after me in a year's time when I haven't got any money and I've lost my job. <laughs> this might be an episode where we discuss this, where I, I, at least I'd get some advice. I'd be well in over my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, the tax man is like, you know, the tooth fairy or something. It's just something that parents <laughs> make up. Another myth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, confirm he's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness sake. <laughs> Um, but having this income, I have previous George, being an economist, I'm fairly level-headed with my money. But um, I was looking at, for me, some very expensive pair of socks. Uh, whoa, whoa, and... whoa, whoa. Just calm down there, George. You don't <laughs> want to be blowing all your money. You know, look after the pennies, etc., etc. And then I did kind of think, well, you don't even see them on the podcast. So maybe I shouldn't shouldn't spend them on fancy 
fancy socks, but they were. Well, if you did do it for the podcast, then you could put it down as a business expense on your tax assessment. Oh, open them. What do like a uh, like an unboxing of the socks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as proof. Do a bit of ASMR them sliding onto my foot. That might be a bit creepy. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, when you do get the socks, as you deserve to, George, I think you should do an unboxing. Well, I'm not quite sure. I'm ready to shut out sixteen pounds. What socks do you buy? They come in a box. Mine don't. <laughs> yeah, good point, Bryony. Mine come on a very, very thin plastic hanger yeah, from little, like M and S or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, treat yourself, George. Oh, you deserve it. In other news, I don't know if you guys spotted that News UK are creating 100 paid placements for unemployed young people in 2021. 100 is pretty nuts. Yeah, so it's all part of the government's kickstart scheme designed to help people break into the media. Now, they're saying they're going to recruit up to 100 placements in 2021. They are beginning the rollout of placements now. The programme has seen the first 14 recruits join on the 2nd of March, so last week. You'll get on-the-job experience training across the News UK editorial and broadcast brands. The scheme is subsidised by the government, minimum 25 hours a week for six months, plus national insurance, pension contributions. It also says News UK will pay an additional two days per week, providing funding for travel and accommodation where needed. So that's good. That's also very good. Okay. So we've actually done some brilliant consumer advice this week. Excellent. Great work, Bryony. I have been, I'm kind of buzzing today, to be honest, because in my job today, I got to do the first celebrity interview of my career. And it was really exciting. Who was it? Well, I don't, to me, he's famous. I don't know who he'll be that. If listeners have heard of um, Malcolm McDowell, the British actor who is famous for being in uh, A Clockwork Orange, is his most famous role. And then he was in, he's been in loads of films. Uh, he was in Caligula. If you've seen Community, he had a brief role in Community. Uh, anyway, he's been in loads of stuff. And I spoke to him about a, a film he's done. Um, and I was so nervous. I don't think I've ever done so much prep. Uh, for an interview, just sort of researching him. I just didn't want to get caught out on any films that... Um, and how was it? Was he nice? He, he was lovely. I thought at, at the beginning he seemed a bit um, just kind of, you know, bored. But I li- I'd like to think that I got him talking about... He ended up telling me it was like uh, it was like the longest Graham Norton episode I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was just endless stories coming out. It was, I just sort of uh, got... A lot of, I felt like he gave me a lot of things, really good things for my article, and then just wanted to tell me a load of things about movies he'd made and working and with Stanley Kubrick. what was the Kubrick. purpose of the article? Has he got a new thing coming out? Oh, yeah, he's um he's in a new film. Actually, this is quite interesting as well. He's in a new film with um with Harvey Keitel, uh, and it's a, it's a Maltese production about the um, the uprisings in Malta against the British. Uh, just after World War One, they had like a really bloody revolution and the, you know, we're all kind of learning slowly that the British haven't been very nice historically. Uh, and it's just kind of a film about that. And I watched a bit of it. It's, um, 
it's a weird watch if you're British because you just you do have quite a lot of guilt. Yeah, it's um, it's always strange when you interview celebrities or famous people because you have to keep it cool, but you also want to fangirl a little bit. I recently interviewed the author of Behind Her Eyes, the book, which is now a Netflix. Oh, the, the Netflix series, yeah. Yeah, Netflix series, yeah. So um, that... Sarah Pinborough. I... And it was oh, so okay. funny because the author herself describes her book as Marmite. <laughs> she was like, people either really love it or they absolutely hate it. Um, and it's because of the ending. You know, people are just totally like torn between it. So yeah, she was lovely. And it was funny because she said to me, oh, you actually done some research much more than anyone else that I've spoken to recently. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny when you speak to famous people. I mean, it was it was an interesting experience, definitely. But he was a really nice man. Um, and, yeah, just full of all these stories about Stanley Kubrick and, um, and sort of deliberately annoying American producers. <laughs> You said uh, that um, it was like Graham Norton. Did you have like one of those chairs that tip back after a bottom gets pressed? Maybe I should have had it. Um, <laughs> I think he, if I'd been in a position of like kicking him off the call, then, you know, he was very much the, the weaver of the situation. Uh, right. It is time to move on to part two of the podcast. And I'd like to introduce our very special guest for this week, and I believe our first double barrel named guest. Don't know why I've focused on that, but anyway, Neve Gordon Farley is with us. Ooh. What an introduction! Just, it suddenly popped into my head. I don't think we've had anyone with a double barrel surname on before. <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> I should make a jobs board leaderboard just for double barrel names. <laughs> we've got to get more on, yeah. Although yeah, you would, right. yeah. straight to the top, Neve. Straight to the top. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Um, how are you doing, Neve? I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm very busy. Um, I kind of did all of my calendar dates for March, and um, I was like, we're going to have a really chilled out month. We're not going to take too much on. Yeah, well, that that lasted all of about five minutes, but it's really good because I'm feel very privileged to be busy and to have loads of things scheduled, and you know, lots of exciting things like this. So yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've got you on partly because you are <laughs> such a busy little bee out there um and one of the things i'm interested in is your work on tiktok which you've decided to sort of embrace as a medium for for freelance journalism so tell us a bit about that so i i was someone that genuinely was using tiktok before the pandemic i feel like the pandemic kind of opened up this new generation of people that have started to enjoy tiktok um, so I was kind of on it before that and I didn't really post that much and um, I only really got started in journalism as a whole last May, which feels like such a long time ago because I've done so much stuff. But then it's also like I still haven't been doing this a year yet and that kind of excites me with everything I've been able to do. So um, I started using TikTok. I feel like a lot of people kind of recommend it now. I know Laura Garcia, she's done a couple of... Um, zoom talks and workshops and she's like guys you need to get on tiktok so i was like okay i'm gonna mm. get on tiktok um and i officially called myself neve the journalist um because you know just dive straight in with that title <laughs> um you know using your full name it's so overrated nowadays it, it's almost like official neve the journalist um, which is quite which is quite nice but then it's also not great because then you wouldn't know my twitter so i kind of haven't cross-platformed very well um but i started off on 
TikTok. I don't even know what my first videos were. I think they were kind of like some reporting style things and kind of here's how to get into journalism because I haven't been doing journalism for that long. I don't have a degree or an NCTJ. You know, I'm doing this all from kind of scratch and the basics. And I was like, hopefully somebody else will find that what I'm doing makes it feel a little bit more achievable and maybe someone can relate to what I'm doing and you know the amount of zoom workshops I went to last year you know I picked up lots of really great advice and I was like do you know what I'm actually going to share that with people um so I started posting videos and I mean my most viewed video is crazy it was there was a trend going on and it was by the Prince's Trust and it was hashtag CEO of CVs. And I saw Sophia Smith-Gaylor do it. And I was like, oh, I've got some like good advice. I'm going to make one as well. And um, I think it had been up for about a month and it kind of hadn't really gained much traction. I only had about 26 followers at the time. A month later, and I was still posting videos and a month later, it hit the For You page and... Um, Sophia Smith-Gaylor had put a screenshot of the discovery page on her Twitter and I was and I was looking at this picture and I was like that's me (laughs) I'm that's me I'm on and and I was getting messages from people being like you're on the discovery page on TikTok I was like no and I had a look and this video I mean the views were crazy it was it just kept going up and up and it went from like 40 views to like a thousand then it was 10,000 then it was like 20,000 and I'm on the phone to one of my friends and I'm like this this doesn't feel like it's going to stop and it just kept going up and up and up and I was like how amazing if it would hit like 100,000 views yeah it did it's currently on about 119.9k views or something Whoa. crazy like that it's not even great cv advice like the stuff that I know now is so much better than that so you know part two pending um and you know the engagement was really great because I I love the kind of engagement you get on TikTok um and yes and from that you just post more videos so I have kind of some advice things and and different videos to do with kind of the things you can do and how to come up with ideas and and from that I guess I saw advertised at Journey Resources had a job going they wanted a freelance TikToker and the amount of people that sent the job advert to me was ridiculous. They were like, you could do this, you could do this. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how good I am at coming up with ideas. Like, I don't think what I'm doing is original enough. And I had a look at the application form and I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do it. We'll see what happens. And um, I remember on the application form, like part of the thing was, do you already have a TikTok account? And if you do link it, and I was like, oh yeah, I do. So I linked my account and one of the other things was um, what other journo TikTokers do you like? Well, I had a whole list of people that I was kind of like watching and and kind of seeing what they were doing on the app. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I was, I'm always so pessimistic. I'm like, I'm not going to get the job like, and I did, I got the job. Hmm. Um, so I, yeah. So, I mean, the content I make with journal resources is, is slightly different to what I do on my own account, which is quite nice because at least you can kind of separate it and the ideas that you have with certain things, you can kind of box and put into categories. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I am the freelance TikTok producer and content creator for journal resources. Now, there are so many different sides of TikTok and so many different niches. And I, I still think journalism is a niche and I the amount of accounts that there are, there are loads of journalists on TikTok. You've just got to find them. And I think 
that job didn't exist you know a year ago it you know for me I think I got the job in October so that's kind of how new it is so what what opportunities do you think there are for like for journalism to evolve through TikTok as it were do you see it as becoming like a really um like a mainstay of journalism I don't know. I mean, there's so many places where it could evolve. And I've had conversations with people recently about like the ways we think, you know, that makes makes me feel really important. The ways we think that journalism can evolve on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and I think something that I like about it is that there is a bit of a journalism community there. Like there, there are people that are posting and they and they want to find more creators on there that are doing what they're doing. You know, I I love the community that's on Twitter, but as we know, as of recent, it can be hostile and it can be a hostile place. You know, it, it's not the most enjoyable place to be at times, but with TikTok, I don't find that as much. You know, it's not as opinion-based and it's not, you know, there's not arguments all the time. So I think, you know, to grow a community on there would be really nice. But I think... TikTok's great because you can post whatever you want to post. So, you know, could news be on TikTok? You know, the news is so accessible nowadays. You know, you can have a look on an app and it's, you know, it's going to be trending on Twitter and, you know, the way that the different platforms that there are, you know, there's nothing stopping a very short kind of news headlines for the day going on TikTok, you know, because that's where the younger audience are. And I think you know, I never watched the news when I was younger. I wasn't really bothered in it, wasn't interested. And sometimes now I don't even watch the news and I do journalism. Um, So, you know, that's Mm -hmm. where the younger audience is. And, you know, the government put COVID um, messages and they made, you know, Matt Hancock was using TikTok to tell people to stay at home. So I I think what journalism can do is very similar Hmm. to that. But I I think it's a really exciting place to be because there are more and more of us that are all coming out of the woodwork and um yeah and even matt hancock i wouldn't i mean do you think that's really I mean, helped tiktok i don't know if he's the best edition um <laughs> you know we could have had <laughs> at boris the prime minister um another thing that interests me about you Neve, is that you also um have your own podcast which is obviously we are we at jobs board are massive fans of people doing their own podcasts Tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so I started Unconventional last year and I loved listening to podcasts. It was something that I used to listen to on the way to and from school, really enjoyed listening to them. But I never felt like I could have my own because, I don't know, sometimes with a podcast you feel like you've got to have a big following to be able to do it because, you know, I didn't just want it to be my friends listening. I I did want it to kind of reach more of an audience. So, um so many people last year would kind of be like create your own opportunities you know if there's anything you want to do like do it now because there aren't opportunities out there you know they're very limited because of covid and you know things are opening up now but you know there's still room to be creating your own stuff so I was like you know what I'm going to create my own podcast I'm going to do it I didn't know what I wanted it to be about but I guess as a journalist you're always told to call upon your own experiences and your passions and what you enjoy doing and kind of the expertise that you have in certain topics and subjects and um I just didn't know how to fill you know like a 40 minute episode but I was like look I haven't gone to university 
So I started researching and there's no one, I don't think there's any other podcasts that are doing what I do and talking about the fact that, do you know what, it's okay if you don't want to go to university and, you know, there's so many other routes out there and actually here's the people that haven't got a degree. You know, here are people that are in the industry that they always wanted to go into and they're actually doing okay. So when I was deciding kind of exactly what I wanted to do, I just felt like it had to be guests and it had to be people that hadn't got a degree. And, you know, as much as that makes me feel better about myself as well, because for so long, I just felt really limited because I didn't have a degree. And, you know, I I still sometimes feel like that now. But, you know, to hear other people say, no, do you know what? You don't need one. You can go and do this or you can be a journalist by getting an apprenticeship. You know, it's so helpful. And, you know, I I didn't want to go to university at sixth form. So I, I, I put my UCAS application in because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And there was no there was no one that I could find that hadn't got a degree unless there were people like Richard Branson, the big entrepreneurs. And I was just like, I don't I don't know who else is out there who who doesn't have a degree so I started the podcast and um series one has been about kind of meeting with different people from different industries so we've talked about musical theatre because sometimes through sixth form you know you might have your passions but you know go to university and do the sensible practical thing you know make sure you've got a backup and you know let's talk about apprenticeships because I didn't know a lot about apprenticeships before I started talking to people about them. So I think series one, I met with about 10 guests, variety of people, you know, YouTubers, my dad I had on for an episode, um, you know, other journalists that I'd met. And, um, and yeah, so that was kind of series one, which I think I finished just before Christmas and then I had a bit of a kind of special episode that went out at the start of this year and I'm now kind of getting into series two but it's all very exciting and I I love podcasting I love talking um so podcasting kind of felt like the right route and it's it's definitely been something that you know you learn so many skills from doing it as well as you guys will know what kind of tips have you learned from speaking to these people on the podcast either that they've given to you or that you've kind of also picked up uh, along the way? I think the most important one is to follow your own path. You know, keep keep going. You know, if there's something that you want to do, keep doing it, keep aiming for it because it is achievable, but make sure that it's what you want to do. You know, when I when I had applied to university for the sake of it, it just felt like that's what other people wanted me to do and that's what other people expected from me. But actually, you know, what I've learned from other people is no, you know, follow your own path, do what's right for you. Um, I mean, we've had loads of really great careers advice. And, I, and I, I always say to people that even if you have got a degree or something, there's always careers advice that you're going to be able to take from other people. Um, I think as well, it is the thing of, you know, if there aren't opportunities, you know, if there aren't doors that you can walk through, go and go and, you know, build a door yourself and walk through it go and create your own opportunities and do those things and I think it's just a mentality of don't give up don't give up if there's something that you want to do don't give up on it and yeah I mean there's so much good advice and I, I love hearing it I kind of whenever I'm doing the interviews with people I'm just sat there in absolute awe 
I just I love hearing what people have got to say I just find it so valuable and I'm always there like oh my god like that's amazing and and the fact you know I'm I'm nearly 21 but I know that if I'd heard that at kind of like 18 how amazing would that have been to hear those types of things that people are saying so we've had loads of really great advice but I think it is the kind of thing of you know you've you've got to do what you want to do and you've just got to keep going there's going to be so many knockbacks but you you've got to keep going and talking of people that you've spoken to um Mm. quite widely on other bits of work that you do because you you are a very busy bee as Ollie said at the beginning (laughs) talk about how you managed to interview Victoria Derbyshire. How incredible. Firstly, amazing. Um, so Empower Journalism was a platform that um, a group of us started last May after a Kay Burley Zoom talk. And, um, you know, we, we were kind of deciding kind of how we wanted to diversify. And, and I think I said a couple of like months into it, I was like, oh, I'd love it if we did some Zoom workshops. And we kind of ran with that. And the other girls were like, yeah, we should. Like, let's do Zooms. So we did a couple last year. And then we were kind of trying to find the journalists that we really looked up to because I think the workshops that we were doing, we could kind of see from other people's like what was missing and what we actually genuinely wanted to know. I feel like some Zooms, it's people that are already like 10 years into their career and they're the ones that host it. Whereas we, you know... I'm not even a year into my journalism career, but I know what I want to hear from people. So we'd started contacting people and and we have like an unofficial list of all the people that we want to talk to. And one of the people on the list was Victoria Derbyshire. And she's been one of our motivational Mondays that we do on our Instagram. And, um, and, and I was watching her on the news and I'd said to the girls, I I might, I might just give her an email and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, if you want to email people and contact them for these events, like email them, don't DM them because it just gets lost. We've kind of learned that the hard way. So, um, you know, I'm sat watching BBC News in the morning and I was like drafting this email and um, and we, we sent the email at about five minutes past 11. So she'd just come off air at 11 o'clock and um, we sent the email and a couple of hours later, it was like, yes, I'll do it. Um, when can I, you know, have you got any details for me? And I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And um, I was like, yes. I was like, do you want to call me? Because I think it's a little bit easier. I hate back and forth emails. Um, some of the events we've done, like there's like 20 emails in total and that can be spread across like two weeks. I was like, look, you know, if you're comfortable with it, here's my number. Um, call me whenever you're free and we'll organize it a couple of hours later my phone rings hi is this Neve? and I was like yeah and she was like um hi Neve, it's it's Victoria Derbyshire here I was like oh my goodness like this is so exciting it's just one of those things where I was like I'm sat in my living room and I'm I'm on the phone to Victoria Derbyshire here so we organized the event and everything like that and um you know did all of the research putting all the questions together and then two weeks later we did our in conversation with Victoria Derbyshire. That is incredible. I mean, what an amazing name to get hold of. Like, uh, pretty much the biggest emerging name in journalism. What an opportunity. Like, what I was just... It's, it still gets me because I just think, what is my life? <laughs> and I think it's, and it, doesn't co- it, it doesn't come from the perspective of being like a fangirl or something because that's not what it is at all. It's just a, It's just a thing of, 
I can't believe we managed to do something like that and pull it off and for the event to be as successful as it was and I just like I'm Neve who hasn't been doing journalism for a year and I do all these things and you know I, I don't I don't claim to be this really great journalist or anything like that but I was just like I'm I'm just this I don't know small town girl and we you know we got to do the event and it was so exciting it still makes me absolutely beam now because it just makes me really excited but yeah really incredible. Well Neve, I think you should definitely hold your head high because the fact that you actually took a phone call because uh, <laughs> that I think that's one thing that we've learned oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in journalism is quite nerve-wracking so you're definitely you're definitely this is the right career path for you. Yes yes it is. <laughs> Um, and we're going to find out uh, about some possible, just, you know, just for fun, some alternative career paths uh, for Neve later. But now it's time to pour through Neve's CV. Well, not for us two, but for our diabolical ATS robot CV reviewer system. Um, now, Neve, I'm having a look at your CV now. And I've got to say, if as a person... I'm very impressed. Thank you. I'm re- I'm very nervous um, about this. I'm very. <laughs> I feel very pressured. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. I what I really like is the amount of links on it. Incredible. Like every almost almost every single like pixel is the a TikTok link. is on there. It's yeah, linked. yeah, and what I, you've got. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> I don't have this on my CV, but Neve's got the LinkedIn logo, the Twitter logo, and the TikTok logo. And when you click on them, you go to her pages, uh, which I think is really cool. Um, but I'm now going to hand over to George Goldberg, who is our resident robot expert. Not an expert who is a robot. Um, I thought you were just going to stop in that sentence. Well, I wanted to see what you robot. do. I wanted to see what your reaction was. I'm still... Still testing out my theory. But yes, thank you, Ollie. This is the part of the program where we scan our guest CV through an ATS or applicant tracking system because very large organizations use this bit of software often to sift out CVs and cover letters and other bits that you send along with your application to look for keywords so that poor hiring manager at the end doesn't have as many CVs to look at. Now, Neve, we have picked up on one aspect of your CV. It is very nice on the eyes. <laughs> Where do you think it might fall down on? Where do you think it might tickle the fancy of the robot? Where? What do you think? Well, I have listened to many episodes of the Jobs Board podcast. Now, I don't know if it's going to like the bullet points. I've always been told to bullet point things. Um, I remember going to like a, a CV talk in year 10 and okay. someone was like, no, bullet point things. I've always stuck to that um we've it's quite color coded now I don't share my CV with too many people but there's a lovely picture of me on it um in front of a hedge (laughs) and um and and (laughs) in front of a hedge I mean lockdown lockdown um photos of yourself you know headshots you've kind of got to be creative and the color of my blouse is then that's what I was just about to ask very clever yeah Thank you. I, I mean, I love my CV, but if I'm, I mean, spilling the beans here now, the issue is I've never got a job with that CV. Oh, yeah. So, so, so if this is good, then I feel like I've got a good kind of CV going forward, but I am, I'm, I'm a bit I nervous. Okay. Well, I say we get straight into it. George? Mm. 
Wow. Okay. We'll see whether this ATS likes the lockdown head chic. So, <laughs> <laughs> Bryony, please press the button for us. Here we go. So, Neve, out of 100, your CV scored 80. Whoa! That's quite good. Is that quite good? Very That's very good. good. So, you've, you've slipped in at third oh, place. Third so, well place done. On the podium. That's so exciting. <laughs> That's really good. And I've got to say, like, I was worried for your CV. Oh, were you? In the, eyes, in the eyes of a robot. Oh. Yeah. Um, but no, you've done really well. That's exciting. I feel like that's what? quite good going oh, forward sorry. now. Oh yeah, I think eighties. Yeah. is nothing to be ashamed of. It's very, very good. good. Mm -hmm. Also, um, sometimes the robot doesn't like a PDF, George, does it? And this is a PDF. Uh, yes, exactly. So um, it seemed to not actually too much quibble about your columns as well, which I'm huh. quite surprised. Yeah, at. maybe Cause... 2021 is like you know what, guys, the columns. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so it's like it, yeah, I'll get over it, you know. In 2020, it decided the humans have been through enough. Well, I'll quickly <laughs> run through some of the points. So it likes your word count on your CV um, and it thinks it's in the sweet spot taking between two and three minutes to read your CV. Um, you've got a low amount of glue words. So these are words such as on the, in, of, what. They're kind of sort of more filler words. And obviously, if you spend more words during them, then you've got less words to actually put meaningful content in there. Um, it thinks your um, sentence length is quite good. So I think that's where um, the bullet points work in your favour because it helps you try and keep your sentences short rather than put in long paragraphs. Talking of paragraphs, um, it can pick up your personal statement at the top, um, which is not often the case on all of ours. Um, I bring this up every single week. Um, very niche journalism words, such as um, the organisation that you were talking about earlier, that um, you interviewed Victoria Derbyshire through Empowered. Um, like, that's obviously slightly different. And obviously, your podcast are like sort of play on words, really. So ignore those things. Um, if you're interested, <laughs> uh, it thinks that your, um, your skills dominance uh, it produces like a cloud. And it thinks that you're really well suited to communication and interpersonal roles. So um, I think that's quite appropriate as a journalist because that's probably one of the key key things. And it thinks that you're good at presenting management uh, numeracies on here as well, scheduling, interviewing. It's all glowing praise from, from, this, uh, from this machine. So yeah, I think uh, you've got, you don't really have much to improve on. The only thing really it's having a slight um, issue with is um, your A-levels are obviously um, uh, on your slightly left-hand side of the column. Mm. Um, it's for some reason not finding um, your business one. I don't know why. Oh, really? Well, that was the I one know. I got the best grade in. So that's quite that's quite disappointing, isn't it? Um, the one with the best grade. I didn't know where to put my A levels on it, to, whether to keep them on. Some people are like they're not relevant anymore. But I haven't obviously had any education since school, so that's my only relevant education. Can I just ask? Um, 
under GCSEs, it says 8.5 mm-hmm. GCSEs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, at my school, I don't know. I don't even know if they do this anymore. But I know that when I did my GCSEs in 2016 and um, we had to do half of a GCSE. So we had to do, I think it was short form religious studies uh, short course religious studies too. yes yeah yeah it, it was and i and i got an you a should, in it whoa, as well so on. i feel quite proud of the 0.5 gcse <laughs> so i always put it on there but it, it does look a bit silly doesn't i it? think you should round that up i yeah we we had to pick either <laughs> citizenship or religious education um but yeah maybe round mm. it up Maybe just put nine. Yeah, sure. How how can you do half a GCSE? It's still a qualification. It's really weird, but then it's also a bit like an EPQ is the equivalent to half an A level. Uh, but because that's but because that has, you know, a better name, extended project qualification, you I obviously wouldn't put that on as like three point five A levels. It feels, you know, the <laughs> amount of work it took to do it, it goes on as its own thing. But yeah. um yeah, I mean, it, it it is very silly. Can you imagine going to a job interview? Not that they'd ask, you know, about your GCSEs anymore, but no. can you imagine being like, yes, I have 8.5 to my name. <laughs> 8.5. That's that's like when you're like eight years old, but you you yet you say you're like eight years and two days old and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or people who say they're like 5'11 and a half. Well, some of us have to do that, Ollie, to <laughs> compete against your height. So Just get some platform shoes, George. That'll increase your height a little bit. <laughs> Just embrace it. All that. Maybe that's where I spend my income on. Forget forget the socks. Buy some high heels. Platform <laughs> shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, more to, more to discuss on that later. But now, I think it's about time we had... Uh, a go at suggesting some alternative career options for Neve. Um, now I'll come on to mine in a minute. I don't really want to go first. Uh, <laughs> um, who'd like to go first? Do you want me to go first again? Yes, please. Because you want to. Okay. Yeah. So, Neve, I had a little look at your CV, and I noticed that you've been doing some stuff with BBC Radio Norfolk. Yes. So I took a little bit of a a punt, I guess, that you were. In Norwich or near to Norwich? Yes, you would be correct. Excellent, because this mm. position is based in Norwich, and if you weren't in Norwich, it would be a little bit of a commute. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I get the impression, Neve, that mm. you, you're, you, you're very keen on kind of helping young journalists, and as we've discussed, you're a busy bee, you've got lots of things going on. But what I wondered is... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just trying to really sell this job. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? The way you're pitching this to me right now, I think I need you to help me with like freelance pitching well, and yeah. stuff because I, I mean, they're certainly not as good as how you've just pitched this to me. Anyway, I'm already sold. Focus, Bridie, focus. Um, but what I wanted to know is, could you help people see the bigger picture? And this particular position is a trainee optical assistant in Norwich. <laughs> Yes. It's the fact that you've got to say in Norwich. You are literally (laughs) going to be helping people to see Neve. What could be better? You will be be helping the people of Norwich. You will. You will be and it will be like and the local community, you know, people might be travelling into Norwich. And so it will be the blind leading the blind. (laughs) (laughs) Because 
I don't. I ha- I don't think I would know. No, but, 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 it's a trainee yeah. position. Trainee. Yeah. Trainee. Trainee. I think I, I I haven't seen the job ad, but I think probably the basic requirement is having eyes. Exactly. Mm, and I don't wear glasses, so my eyes do work. Okay. Good. If you ever go into an optical, uh, I, as we've mm. discussed before, George and I both do wear glasses. That a lot of the people do wear glasses in in the uh, in the places that you know <laughs> showing off the snazzy frame. Mm. Um, I could I could poke the um, the glasses part through and just be yeah. you know like twenty twelve wearing yeah. fake glasses. So they they yeah. want someone <laughs> who is able to give great customer service, who's able to offer the products which vary from glasses, single vision, bifocal, varifocal <laughs> lenses. You know, they also offer contact lenses. They're helping to make sure that they have got everything they need, providing fantastic customer care, dispensing the items. And you know what? The people of Norwich will be able to see because of you. <laughs> Not all superheroes wear capes. Exactly. But they do wear glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god we need to I think put he a, actually put a, I think he actually does doesn't there. he Superman yeah Kane Clark oh yeah yeah, yeah Clark Gold Clark wearing, wearing his glasses <laughs> but in this yeah in this case you'd put them on and you'd mm. become Superman as it were um okay well I'm kind of glad that Bryony's gone for a uh well, Brownie's done very well on this lately, <laughs> this game. Uh, and I've tried really, really hard to beat her, but to absolutely no avail. Um, not even from Raul last week, who I thought was my friend. Raul didn't want any of your suggestions. Like, he just. My brilliant. I mean, I just. I really tried. I'm excited um, to hear so your suggestions so, for me. W- we've talked already, Neve, about your, um, your experience with workshops. Mm. Uh, and you've obviously had the opportunity to host some pretty prestigious ones with Victoria Derbyshire. You've also attended them. So um, Littlehampton Welding Limited <laughs> are looking for a workshop manager. Uh, so it's in the beautiful Sussex seaside town of Worthing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fabrication workshop manager is responsible for all activities within the workshop, yard and paint shop. Uh, you report directly to the production manager, ensure all works are carried out accurately and efficiently to the highest standards. I mean, I did product design and DT for my A-level. So... Okay, and can I, as a little bonus that, can I just point yes. out that it pays £45,000 a year? See, now we've really swung it here, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, I did DT for A-level, so I'm seeing some real potential there. Um, and the other day I was saying to my mum about how I wish I lived near the beach. Both very interesting jobs so far. Okay. Well, it's not over yet. George? Well, I'm going to put aside a copyright claim for both you two for stealing my, like, my trademark tangential ideas. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm just sort of... No. I've, I've almost it's... given up. It's, you know, it's not on. I, I'm going to be sorry you later off this podcast. This is a total <laughs> Hail Mary for me. Like uh, For you, Neve, I was like, right, well, you're queen of TikTok, so you're going to have to need need something, a job around that, right? So um, I, was, I was thinking TikTok. Uh, I was like, nah, I can't, can't go straight here. I'm George. I, oh, I can't, can't pitch a TikTok one. It. So I was thinking, what goes TikTok? Fox! 
Clock. Yes. Hey. yes. <laughs> Was it is either clocks or Kesha? Um, well, unfortunately, I didn't find any jobs related to clocks. Oh. I typed in grandfather clocks. Oh, you didn't? Oh. Um, I, just, I just didn't. You but, couldn't find, what, not like a watchmaker job? Or? What, well, what, well, well. Sorry, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to preempt you. I, I typed in watch and I got this job. Okay. Neve, are you ready to become a community speed watch coordinator? Yes! <laughs> I don't think anyone's ready to do that. <laughs> um, I, I would love to do a really hard sell on this, but the job listing is literally that title and a phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm, I'm, and I'm good at talking to people on the phone um, exactly <laughs> and um the, the only other thing that i can figure out from this um there's a brackets it's a motorcyclist so I, I don't know whether you might get a motorcycle free as part of your perks or, or a motorcyclist be, or or yes or you could be just trying to stop motorcyclists from speeding but we'll, we'll we'll put that to one side i i think you get or one the requirement is you have to be a motorcyclist maybe you have to you know pass a test need to be a motorcyclist oh uh, yeah i don't i don't even have a driving license yet covid oh. put a stop to that good old rona we can get a moped you don't you yeah know, yeah you, can't just you get just a get learner's get... moped license exactly yeah a bike just a normal uh, bike yeah. <laughs> always a bike good old <laughs> two-wheel <laughs> traditional a skateboard bike. skateboard and then put your superhero glasses on and you'll be having flames behind you because you'll be going so fast. So. <laughs> Do you know what I'm liking about this um, speed watch job? Lockdown has turned me into the neighbourhood watch. <sighs> it really, okay. I mean, if there's, if there's any, I don't even know if we have a local neighbourhood watch around here, but I, I'd happily set one up at this rate. Needs a bit of a curtain twitcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the day I've had today... Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm quite. Um, throughout lockdown, I've been like, oh, there's, there's too many people outside. Well, like, you know, what? Where are they all? No longer do you need to hide behind a curtain. I imagine you'd be given a lovely high vis jacket and a speed gun, very proudly in uh, next to the road, possibly firing it at. Uh, <laughs> not firing it because you're not shooting them, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, so, Neve, out of uh, these lovely three suggestions, which which do you think you're going to go for? I just want to say I really can't call it this week. I think they're all rubbish, I've got to be honest. Although, I don't believe you need a degree for any of them. So, no, you don't. That's a good So point. we're doing quite well because this is what stops me on application forms. I'll have all of the skills. I'll be boxed. I'm like, yes, I've got that. I can do that. Required a degree. Hmm. So, oh, do you know what? I do, do you know what? Genuinely... I'm really weighing up the options here because helping people to see, <laughs> I feel like it could be a really great kind of gossip role. Like imagine, imagine what the staff room must be like, like what customers have you come into contact with today? Like who have you seen? Um, and, you know, it's fairly local. We'd have to do a bit of a commute because I'm just outside Norwich. Um, the seaside town. I really like the way you've, kind of swung it here off the mm. you know the workshop the, you know the money think of the money yeah i'm quite a perfectionist as well so i would <laughs> i would make sure that everyone had done their job properly well that's what they want and i mean the the speed watch i mean you wouldn't even have to come into contact with anyone how brilliant is that i'd just be stood there at a distance 
Um, Maybe one hand with a speed gun, one with your phone making TikToks. I'm just going to put it out there. Can you imagine the TikToks that I could make doing that? I think I think there's a niche for that. Yeah, actually, there could be. There could be, actually. I could be at Neve the speed watcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I don't know which one. I think I'm going to have to go with the speed watching. Oh. I just, I honestly, oh. I didn't even know you yes. could do that as a job. I think that's brilliant. Oh yeah, you can. I used to see people when where I grew up. There would always just be, you know, old people sat in a chair by the side of the road, just going, "Go thirty. <laughs> How brilliant is that? You just get to sit sit there all day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's for some people. I think it's not for me. I'd get very bored. Yeah. No, so I'm, I'm bitter, you know. Congratulations, George. That's, that's two wins to me this season. <laughs> but I've yet to catch up with Bryony, but I'll get yeah, there. I don't even want to know how many Bryony's on. And I don't think you need to ask how many I'm on. <laughs> it's all right, George. I've got your back. <laughs> Thanks. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm going to have to get, like, my mum on at this at this rate. Um, how many have you won? Well, I won a lot at the beginning when we started this podcast. Ah, uh, so you I, kind of... Yeah, you, I've not won a single one in 2021. However, I think they were all very good options. They were all very good options, very creative and imaginative. Okay, well, that's good. I could have gone for any of them. It was such a difficult choice, like the X Factor kind of... Yeah, that's not doesn't necessarily make it better, Neve. But she went for mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really, I really thought you were great. But I couldn't put you through. Couldn't put you through. I'm really sorry. But uh, it's a no from me. <laughs> okay, well, on that crushing disappointment for me, but glorious victory for George. Um, I guess, you know, we can't take George on his own game, Bryony. No. You know, he is the pro of tangential alternative career suggestions. That's true. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Neve. It's been a real treat to have you on here. Uh, your story and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will have been uh, inspired by your innovative technology and your resilience thanks so much for having me on it's been an absolute privilege a pleasure if only you could see how much I was laughing throughout this you guys are fantastic oh thanks a lot you can follow jobsboard at jobsboard on twitter and instagram or you can email us at hello.jobsboard at gmail.com I've been Ollie Hammett. Goodbye from George Goldberg. Goodbye. And goodbye from Bryony Smith. Goodbye.